0: Right, let's start. You ready?
1: I am ready, yes, and I know you're already recording.
0: Well, I just didn't know what to say this time, but yeah. Hello, and welcome to It's in the Genes" podcast, a podcast by the digital gene. My name is Sharon.
1: Hello, <laughs> you're <again>, not... Sharon. <laughs> oh, my oh, oh, God. I clones, Declan, but that's right. a bit ridiculous. My, my name is
0: Declan. My... Right. <laughs> my... You get the drift Hang on.
1: He's Declan and um, I'm
0: Sharon We are Sharon and we're a mum and some duo And directors from the digital gene. Today we will be discussing High street updates Why are all the so- Social media platforms the same That's inspired by Twitter's fleets um, Lab grown meat Chinese influencer schools That thing in the desert And the future of cinemas
1: a jam-packed episode. Mm,
0: it, mm, is.
1: It, is. it
0: is. But before all that, are you okay? I am. <laughs> it's like, should I not have asked you that? You sounded a bit...
1: Are you okay?
0: I'm fine, yeah. I'm just a bit bored. Yesterday, somebody's tried to come into Mum's recording room. It's funny. C-
1: can they... Um. Come into my recording studio, please.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm just, yesterday I felt really, like, I was really bored. Bored? Yeah, I was like, tonight, so after I finished work, I was like, right, it's going to be the same old shit again. I'll either watch a film, a bit of telly, or read. There's like, so I'm bored,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's like the same old same old, same old. It's dark, it's cold. I feel like I haven't been warm in ages.
1: Yeah, but at least you can go to the gym now. Yeah. What you've wanted all month, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, because I put a Clem on, so I have to.
1: Clem? a Clem? Oh, that sounds horrible.
0: I know, but, yeah.
1: That's that's a real borough saying. Is it? I don't know. I don't know, really. I just said that for something to say. But yeah, there's a vaccine. I, think I feel flat as well. You are? I said you are. <laughs> I think <laughs> I feel flat. Not my stomach. Me. <laughs> I think yeah. I do feel flat. I'm. Um, yeah. We need
0: Christmas Holly bobs now, don't we?
1: We need some holiday. It's it's. I think we've discussed this before, haven't we? It's. It's that culture of always being on at the minute because there's nothing else for us to do. Uh. And you know what a workaholic I am anyway. So when there's nothing else for us to do, oh, apart no. from cake and chocolate and work.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Your Fitbit's done you well, hasn't it, since I bought you that in May?
1: I haven't had it on for about a month.
0: Oh, honestly. we <laughs> found Sharon, as always.
1: What did you call me? Did you call me
0: Faddy Faddy Sharon?
1: Oh, fiddy Faddy Sharon. I thought you oh, said Faddy Faddy Faddy, faddy. yeah, oh, fatty faddy. <laughs> faddy, faddy, faddy Sharon. <sighs> yeah,
0: um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a stupid mood now.
1: I'm in a stupid mood because I'm in a stupid mood.
0: No one to talk to for a week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we have been chatting, haven't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that,
1: sounds that sounds a bit. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to go into some depth about how we've been chatting, aren't
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm not I'm not zoned in. I'm zoned out today. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I've been so busy writing proposals today.
0: Yeah. I think we've got a bit of, of like, what's it called when you're locked in?
1: Locked in? Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Not that. Not locked in syndrome, Mum.
1: No, don't say that.
0: (laughs) Like, when you have oh, I don't know.
1: Oh, it's what your dad used to say. It's like when you're on a ship for a long time. Yeah. Like in the olden days when you were on a ship for a long... Cabin fever!
0: Cabin fever, that's it, yeah. Cabin cabin
1: fever!
0: (laughs) Oh, I think we're going a bit crazy.
1: Oh, come on, let's move on to the topics, because we just...
0: The only thing is, I said, well, at least we can... I wanted to maybe say, at least we can maybe see the end of... light at the end of the tunnel, because the first people are getting vaccinated on Tuesday. Are
1: they really?
0: Yeah. Who? Well, not you. It's not
1: name, obviously, but... Well, oh,
0: no. they've, done, they've done a U-turn on it. It's care home residents and staff now, rather than doctors and nurses.
1: Oh, OK.
0: They've obviously thought that that's where it'll save more lives if those people are vaccinated, so... Good stuff. Yeah. Right, let's move on to some topics then. So... I
1: I, I felt like I needed a belly laugh today as well, actually. So, if I can get a few of those in, (laughs) that'd be good. Just makes me laugh (laughs) in a happy happy way.
0: Right, let's go on then.
1: Okay, change
0: the high street.
1: Mm.
0: Since we last recorded a couple of weeks, no, it's three weeks since our last episode now. Been pretty awful for the high street. We've got potentially the collapse of Arcadia, um, Debenhams, and Bon March. Apparently, has gone back into administration after it was rescued at the beginning of the year.
1: Oh, that some of these some of these names seem like they're doing the Yorkie Cokey in and out of administration, don't they?
0: Well yeah. yeah, I mean it definitely looks like Debenhams is gone. I don't know about I don't know if parts of Arcadia are gonna be um saved. But I don't think I'm down with the kids on Top Man. So this week, apparently it's like a few years younger than me. They're not really bothered about Topman.
1: So where do you think they're all shopping now if they're the ones who are a few years younger than you?
0: ASOS. Boohoo, pretty little thing. Oh,
1: really? all, the
0: big, all the big online retailers. I mean, I mean I,
1: those I, onlineers on. have just made it so easy to shop, haven't they?
0: It's,
1: yeah, it's no hassle shopping with them at all. You know, the. Sorry,
0: I like ASOS the most because I I like the others. I just worry that they're I know I got into it a bit on a LinkedIn post, but I do worry that they just promote fast fashion. Um, you know, like Pretty Little Thing, who were selling things for five p on the Black Friday sales, I thought was pretty grim, to be honest. But
1: yeah, it's not a good. Uh, it's not really a good message to be putting out there, is it right now?
0: No, no. And I just <laughs> think
1: you have seen somewhere online about all the people who were lining up to get back into Primark. Yeah. Like,
0: exactly, but nothing's 5p though, is it?
1: No, I know, but still, all of it that's fast fashion, isn't it? I can't even say that. Yeah. Fashion, like, so, I just, one to get back in there, like, yeah,
0: I just think it's accelerated. Uh, we well, we know this, and we've said this that COVID has just, uh, you know, put everything into tri- like triple speed. Um, I
1: really. I mean, I, you know, many, many moons ago, I worked for. Wasn't called the Arcadia Group back then. I forgot what it was called. It was headed up by Sir Ralph Halpin. Um, I loved my stint working for Topshop and working around the north of England for them. Really had really had some good fun for a few years there. So and yeah, I've got fond memories of, of, of Topshop as, as a brand. Um, so it's just so sad to see the thought of people losing their jobs in what's been a really tough year anyway for many. Mm. Um, but getting back to the likes of Debenhams, like, I used to be a Debenhams shopper and I haven't shopped there for years unless I want to go and actually see what a lipstick looks like on or I want to spray a perfume. Literally only used it for the beauty hauls. But, you know, probably six, seven years ago, I used to shop there. Um, so you
0: your emails off.
1: People actually vote with their feet and their wallets. So yeah. if you're not giving them what they want, doesn't make any difference where you are, does it?
0: No. Well, I thought Debenhams in Middlesbrough has been so un- uninspiring for years. Anyway, you walk through, and you're like, God, it's like nothing is. Oh, I'm really buzzing to be in this shop. Mhm-,
1: hmm mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, it's it's all right, it's all right, whinging about how online is taking over the world. But if you're not keeping up in bricks and mortar as well, then you know Teppanum seems like it had quite a good. Op- its platform seems fairly stable. It looks like it's you know got quite a good offer on there. But if it's if you're not offering what people want, regardless of which location you're selling it in, whether it's on the high street or online people still aren't going to shop with you. Mm. That's how I feel about it. They've got to get more exciting and interesting and keep up with what people want. You know, that's the problem that Marks and Spencer's, um, you know, the clothes side of that has had for years. They have these little spurts now. They're getting better. These little spurts of, of, um, you know, edits that they put together that everybody wants and buys and they sell out of. You know, they're Mm. getting that right. But overall, we've all been so sadly demotivated about the lines and lines and racks and racks of boring, frumpy clothes in Marks and Spencers for ages. Mm. You know, we're telling them we don't want them by the very fact that we're not buying them. So, yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You you can you can say the, the high street isn't dead. It's just evolving. It's as simple as that, and it's always evolved. Um and we're obviously more mindful of it this year because of everything else that is going on around it. It's a very, very sad, grim year in so many aspects. Most of all people losing their lives and becoming very ill. Um and, and everything else is, as you said, is sped up. But it is just evolution in terms of the high street. And people just need to be mindful of that. Yeah. There are always casualties in everything. Always. You know, throughout my career, I've been a casualty of certain things throughout my working life. You've just got to change and adapt and get on. You can't stay deeply rooted in the past when the past can't serve you, can't serve you a future.
0: I know. Well, oh, God, get that on. (laughs) My God. Um, No, well, talking of that, somebody was saying that something I was listening to about you can imagine Philip Green. Sorry, Sir Philip Green. Um, oh,
1: I'm calling him sir. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. He wants that sir stripping off him.
0: I know.
1: Um, opinion, like
0: if, get into uh, it, but you can imagine him in a shareholder meeting and somebody going to him. You know, there's going to be a time when people won't necessarily, because the argument was, well, people are always going to want to come and try clothes on. Mm-hmm. That's the thing now, because the, the way the, the online retailers have adapted. You can order three of a size before even paying for them with things like Klarna. So Mm -hmm. you can send two back. So you've tried it on at home. So, But people are saying you can imagine him in a – because he was never a retailer anyway, was he? Oh, I Um, don't know. No, his background isn't retail. Um, I don't know the story of how he ended up as the head of Arcadia. It was all just about money. Um, But you can imagine him going, well, I'm not not embracing online I'm not doing that why would why would I cuz I've always thought that like a lot of my shopping is Topman and ASOS mm-hmm. and ASOS is so easy online and Topman is to an extent but I always think the experience isn't the same mm. like Topman always seems a bit more there's always a delivery thing there's always like and and it an, yeah, they just never seem to embrace. Obviously, ASOS is only online, isn't it? So it has to. Um, I
1: mean, I suppose it's right. You know, would ASOS necessarily be able to switch the other way and give a good physical offer if they decided that was the route to go down? Um, there's lots to be said. You know, you, you know when you when you work in retail and you work in e-commerce, there's lots to be said about click and collect and providing an experience around that. I I just think there's nothing better than you're going to collect a parcel, which you're excited about anyway. And then you go to a store and there's a fabulous experience going on and you think, oh, so I've just bought this online, but I didn't see that. And there there is something to do, there's something to be said about that marriage that people just probably haven't quite thought through yet Mm. of of how, you know, how that, Sort of relationship between online and offline can progress um, about experiences rather than it just being a bland click and collect in sort of like a perspex box type of thing. I think there is something maybe that retailers could could build around that. Yeah. Um, but time will tell. But but yeah, ASOS in particular do make it very very easy. I mean, I I pay the the tenner for the all year special delivery.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just a dream. Special delivery yeah. next day. Nothing it doesn't cost anything to send it back. You can drop it off at so many different locations. Yeah. It's I've, just really, I've just really thought it through. So yeah. Some of the some of the physical high street brands should be embracing that, I think.
0: I don't I wonder who I was actually gonna suggest maybe in our next episode we do some kind of like twenty twenty-one predictions. and. Mm. Um, and I wonder who's next.
1: Mm, I, I don't even know whether I want to do predictions about who's next because it's quite, it's quite. No,
0: I don't, I, I don't. For the next episode, I didn't mean like predictions just about the high street. I meant about what in tech, digital, what we expect to see in two thousand twenty. Oh, look
1: how cheesed off you were yesterday about that news about the cinemas.
0: Well, I'm going to get to that because I've got that at the end, mm. uh, like and um, I look at talking about retailer predictions I look at some that I think online um experience is awful and I'm thinking Zara mm. their online is shocking and I wonder are they next
1: yeah and if you think about you know sort of physical locations again in, in some cities they've got several several stores haven't they yeah how do they manage that in in you know when all of this is going on when rents are going sky high through the roof um and it also if you think about it if you're a retailer and those brands those those retailers around you have disappeared does that put you in a better position or a worse position
0: i would probably argue worse because it gives people even less of an op- like to go why, why would i go to that shopping center if there's hardly any shops anymore yeah
1: I mean, I saw on the the news in the week they were talking about Middlesbrough, obviously where I live, and they were saying, you know, some of these old buildings, the likes of House of Fraser and Debenhams. And I I think it would be great to see those as places where people live, apartments and office space and, you know, a whole different reason to get people into towns. Um,
0: It's going to take years to adapt, though, because these things are happening really fast. And normally society takes a while to come round to those ideas and we'll get policymakers that might say, oh, well, why don't we turn... Well, we've seen it in some small towns, haven't we? Like Stockton, they're on about bringing the residents back into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the worst thing this country probably ever did, really, was start to build out-of-town shopping malls.
1: Mm, and it's, it was a very Americanized, um Thing wasn't it?
0: Yeah, you know,
1: we look over there all the time and adapt things that we think are going doing well in America, and we want some of that. And I think maybe, have
0: we should... that, like, but America didn't have that like high street culture like we do. That's the only.
1: Well, maybe in the small towns. I mean, if you think of some of those places we visited in California, they 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 are just like one massive high street to to, to drive through. I mm. think um, they do have it in the small towns. Um, well, yeah, it's interesting. And I tell you what was interesting for me as well, just as a little side note. I, n- I noticed something, and, and I mean, they may not be new, but I noticed something the other day. The, um, the revival of post boxes, you know, post boxes seem to be getting diminished and going away. Um, but now they're bringing back these new type of drop off points that are post boxes. Have you seen them by, by the post office? No. There was an advert on TV, not that I watch much, much, much regular TV these days, but there was an advert on TV where you can go now and drop your parcel off in this post office box. And I was, like, saying, well, that's the that's the evolution of the post box, isn't it?
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we have, like, post boxes that, like, drive around like those Amazon things in the future. You know, like... <laughs> The post box comes to you. So you literally just go down. Well, those Amazon delivery things are starting next year. They're Do little... you
1: know, what? it's a bit like when I was a kid, we used to have the fruit and veg fan come around. Mm. And we used to all get excited because the fruit and veg, you used to jump, you used to get inside of the, the, this fan at the back up the steps. And they used to sell sweets as well. So if ever you heard the horn beeping, you knew that your mom was gonna go and buy some some groceries from the fruit and veg van. But you also knew there was the possibility that you'd get some good candy as well if you went out.
0: I thought you were going to say a cat then.
1: And it's it's uh it almost seems like things come come back in a way, but in a different in a more modern way.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't. Sometimes you, we're not reinventing anything, are we? We're just making them. Different to suit the time that we're
0: in, yeah. And for cat, I meant I didn't mean cat to me
1: because
0: <laughs> I've got one of those advent calendars, do not know Which has got like what we would say at home, cat in
1: <laughs> like, uh, cats.
0: well, it's like the, the love hearts and the swizzles and the yeah. drugs, like all those sweetie things, and yeah, that's what we call cat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, it it I I feel very sorry. I always feel sorry for the victims of it, which are always the people that are losing the jobs. But outside of that, I just think people need to get a grip, like you know, quite quickly get over it and think, well, what can we do to replace it, or think in cleverer ways to get the high streets or. Or what will the new reimagined city centres look like? Um, who knows? Who knows?
1: Who knows? It'd be interesting one to watch, obviously, because we're all part of it, aren't we? Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next topic then, because we need to keep it rattling. This. Um, what are why are all the socials the same? So this comes after Twitter fleets launched with stories. So in the last. Month or so, we've had Twitter stories, LinkedIn stories, um, something else as well that people are saying. What, what's
1: going on, on Instagram as well?
0: Oh, Instagram just looks like all they care about is shopping with the mm-hmm. book dates on that.
1: Yeah. So I
0: was like, we discussed, didn't we, Twitter fleets, and we were like, oh god, there's another thing you've got to put stories on. Um, but and I was thinking maybe the model, the social media model, obviously is. All of them have got the space for a story functionality,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're all slightly different. So they all like morph, and they all end up putting stories on. You have to remember, this came from Snapchat as well. It wasn't Instagram. Everyone thinks yeah. it seems to forget it was Snapchat that invented stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do all become the same, but you know, Twitter stories. I think people use them differently to Instagram. Um, people are going to use the LinkedIn stories differently to other platforms, but it just
1: always using LinkedIn stories. I mean, as you know, I oh, embrace no. that. I embraced that for a couple of weeks when I first got them. I know people who actually still don't have that functionality on their LinkedIn account.
0: They do things slow. LinkedIn rolls, oh. don't they? It's,
1: it's a bit weird, um, but oh, it's so boring, it's so boring. All of this because. For for me, my my two main channels for me, obviously LinkedIn for work and Instagram, um, for me personally and for my blogging. But then when you see the the others have almost become a chore because you feel like you need to be on one, you need to be on them. Mm. Um, you know when I'm sharing out blog posts and things, I, I mean I've got to admit, I for a very long time I have automated my, um, Instagram posts through to to, to my Facebook account, which if we were ever telling a client that back in the day when we used to do more social media than we do now, um, I would have said that's the worst thing you can do. It actually works for me. It works okay for me. Um, But as soon as I saw fleets on Twitter, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I've done a couple, don't get me wrong, because I always like to have a go and test things. But and it's like I, th- I think I probably touched on last time I had to do a double take one day I, I keep when you're doing everything on your phone in the day for work and you, you're switching between platforms um, as fast as we do you, you're looking like uh, am I on LinkedIn or am I still on Facebook?
0: yeah um, people that don't do it properly will just be the people that post the same thing on each platform so you did you had an instagram story for the digital gene. let's say we then posted it on twitter fleets linkedin like obviously it's all about adapting and knowing your audience but then it also kind of feels like well if it if they're all offering the same thing then is your audience the same on all of them you know we used to say to clients are oh, well twitter's like a little micro blogging keep your engagement do different bits um be a bit less serious, maybe post funny memes, clips, whatever. And it all just feels like it's just really similar now.
1: And I also feel as well like Twitter's the easiest to grow from a follower's perspective for free mm-hmm. organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still just follow for follow. All of that it's, yeah. that, it's that crap that still goes on, isn't it? Like follow for follow all the time follow me, I'll follow you back, follow me, I'll follow you back. Like, who cares? I only want to follow people that I'm actually interested in knowing more about them or engaging with them on a personal level. When people send me these things to say, oh, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. you even got to ask me to do that. I clearly wasn't interested enough in the first place.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I just... It's just bizarre, isn't it? It's like it doesn't matter how many times you say social is meant to be sociable, it's not, in in many ways. Well, Um, all these
0: marketeers always try to ruin everything, like it's just
1: sell, 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 isn't it? They just get it so wrong.
0: It's like the Black Friday emails that I got, I must, I deleted every single one of them.
1: Mm.
0: And I know some people must engage, but I was just like, this is like boring. Somebody's Try to stand out. I saw a post on LinkedIn. Somebody said, "Oh, why don't we call it Pink Friday just to try stand out?" I thought, "Oh, well, at least some creativity is going into, going like I don't know, they just jump on board everything and ruin it all." Um. Mm, yeah, but... I'm,
1: I'm, the jury's out for me with fleets. Yeah, like Twitter, Twitter isn't. You know, it's worked very, very well for some of our clients that, you know, we've looked after their social for. Worked really, really well, hasn't it? But it's not a place I like. I know you like it, don't you?
0: Oh, I love Twitter. I love it. Is, it Brad,
1: is. Also awesome. I don't know what it is
0: with Twitter, right? It's a re, It's a gay thing. Is it? Like, all the gays use it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know because we like... I don't know, really in tune to popular culture or... Oh, I don't know. I can't describe it. But, like, I always say the gays love Twitter. But I can sit and belly laugh at Twitter, like, all day if I wanted to, at different things. That really? I Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I follow somebody who puts, like, real housewives memes all the time and I could laugh my head off.
1: I know but, you've sent me a few.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. What I don't even know what we were talking about there. Fleets. It sounds like fleaky, doesn't it? Like Fle- fleaky. Mind you, neither of our brows look particularly freaky flaky at the minute.
1: You look more freaky at the minute. Yeah. Like, freaky rather than fleaky.
0: Mine look really arched. Anyway, I think that we've done that to death now. We have. Speaking of death, let's move on to No, it doesn't work as a as a segue. Oh. No, it doesn't work as a segue. Let's move on to the next topic, which is lab-grown meat. Right. Oh. Let me provide some context. Um, so, Singapore's approval of chicken cells grown in bioreactors is seen as a landmark landmark moment across the industry. So I read this article and I thought, well, we talk about future tech, all this stuff. So... There's some really amazing facts in this, which I just think was crazy. So currently, about 130 million chickens are slaughtered every day for meat.
1: Wow.
0: And 4 million pigs worldwide, right? By weight of animals on Earth, 60% of the mammals on Earth are livestock, 36% are humans, and 4% are the wild Obviously, there's a massive pushback. Like one, they'll say, like if we say if we went fully electric with everything in the UK, still the emissions and the damage that comes from farming and mass farming, like we have to these days, like would still the temperatures of the earth would still go up because the the warm the planet would still warm. But from a global consultancy, which I think is a little bit optimistic, because I think things grow. I think things go slower with, with situations like this than some people predict. Um, but one consultancy predicted that most of the meat in 2040 worldwide would not come from dead animals anymore.
1: 2040?
0: So, 20 years time, yeah. Yeah. So I have my thoughts. I wonder what your reaction is.
1: Those figures of animals killed worldwide, did you say every day?
0: 130 million chickens a day, yeah.
1: <sighs> There's so many things making me sad this year.
0: <laughs> Are you sad about chickens being killed? I am. Well, it's, it's not necessarily I, like we eat me, meat, mum, so I don't think we could be hypocrites, but I think
1: being a hypocrite.
0: what makes me sad is you you forget just how many people there are that need feeding on this planet every day like it's just it's a crazy amount and we've only got one planet and my view is it that they've said that it won't be cheaper per gram to make meat in a lab at the minute but obviously as things become more as more of it happens it will become cheaper and they've said it will then become cheaper than farming which is unfortunate whether you like it or not that's what'll mean if it grows or not.
1: I just think it. I just think it's like a, I am a meat eater. No apologies for that. I love meat. <laughs> I love chicken. I occasionally like a nice steak. Occasionally love a really good burger. <laughs> um, mostly we eat chicken, don't we? like
0: um, like meat eaters anonymous or something.
1: But, but it makes me feel really sad to think that that's that's how many animals are killed. Oh. God. I feel sad, and I know I won't feel sad for long, because, I, you know, we're having a curry tonight, a chicken curry So, um, But
0: I... <laughs> I can't believe... Right, so Mum's trying to signal that somebody's speaking behind her, but I can't hear it, so I'm trying to signal to you that I can't hear them, so just continue.
1: Continue. Yeah. So I just feel sad that as a as a species we've evolved to want uh, we survive by killing that many animals. It does make me a bit sad.
0: This isn't the this isn't the debate that I wanted when I picked this.
1: Debate that you wanted, but sometimes it just makes you think, doesn't it? What
0: and what are your thoughts on lab grown meat? Like what what would
1: yeah, you want
0: Eating a chicken nugget from a test tube.
1: Well. What's corn? That's plant-based, isn't it?
0: Well, it's fungus, isn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it's great if they can do it and it can save the planet and people can still eat meat, because, like, veganism has... Can
1: I tell you op- just where I worry, though? Can I tell you just where I worry on these things? What? Um, it's like people saying they didn't want the vaccine and they're like, oh, so what else have you been shoving in your body all these years that you won't have the vaccine? Yeah. Um, but what, what worries me is that, you know, these big companies get greedy and so they bypass steps because so they can speed up production.
0: Yeah, but what they'll do that with.
1: Then we end up going. Ah!
0: <laughs> no, but like mass agriculture is shocking anyway now.
1: No. I, mean, like, I think, don't like, you? You, cows,
0: you know. To cows and like antibiotics to all livestock it's grim anyway so if we can do it in a more sustainable way and that means we just grow it inside somewhere then Mm. i don't see the issue
1: no i don't have an issue with it it just makes me sad when you think about all those numbers of of what we're doing as a planet
0: i Uh, generally think in the next 10 to 20 years we're going to see some massive changes and I think COVID has maybe helped that. Yeah. Like,
1: Accelerated those changes.
0: Well, it has, but I also think people, I don't know, it's like it has worked as a bit of a reset in a way. Like some of the climate targets, whether or not Boris Johnson hits them, he's what, he said he wants by 2030, meaning, you know, nine years, that he wants CO2 emissions to be cut by two-thirds of the net, pre like 1990 levels and mm. it's just like yeah it's just a, amazing i just think we're gonna we're gonna really and i really hope that politicians kind of give a lot of you know like r&d taxes i feel like i hope we have like that where it's like we we climb our way out of this debt that we're in by like really innovating and having maybe like a green industrial revolution and you know just really go for it there's no reason we can't um, I hope
1: for the future of you know all those people not born yet future yeah. generations i do hope so yeah i think we've fucked it up a bit haven't we <laughs> bluntly <laughs> we've all got too greedy too self-serving yeah and i you know i i I put myself in that category as well, because we're all part of the problem, aren't we?
0: We are. It's just hopefully, you know, like it's nice that some people are part of the solution. Like the people, these, (laughs) I find it, there was another meme about talking about the vaccine. It said, oh, these people, you know, these scientists who have worked nine months nonstop, all out for you to decide, oh, no, it's not safe. (laughs) And you don't know anything about it. These people have slaved away to pretty much save the world. And there's you. Ah oh, there no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it. Um I, in
1: losing time to be a scientist who's working on those sort of projects at the minute.
0: Yeah. I hope. I said I think the Queen should get it as part of her Queen's speech.
1: She could get the vaccine, what on live on air?
0: Well not live because it's not live, is it but
1: Well you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, but I just think well they're already talking about for the PR of it, like, getting really popular, nobody wants to see a politician put it into their arm because they won't believe them. So mm. they want to see, like, popular figures, get it? I don't know. Judy Dench, people like her, don't they? Mm. David Attenborough, people trust him. Like, the people are thinking about the strategy of the PR to try and get the uptake to be higher. Mm. That's a good so,
1: idea, I think. I
0: think. Mm. So do I, so do mm. I. Right, like these next two things are probably quite quick, but it's just inspired from a tweet that I've seen. Um, Have you watched it? Which? The Chinese Influencer Schools.
1: I haven't, no.
0: Just click that that tweet, that Twitter link on the show notes. Watch it. Now, I don't know whether... I don't know if it's verified. That
1: is...
0: I don't know if it's verified or if it's actually real, but I bet it is. So for a bit of context, it's a video... They
1: love lining up like that, don't they, in China?
0: It looks like a pretty full room and they've all got a ring light and a camera and they're all talking to it as if they're practising to be influencers. And I was just like, that is...
1: (laughs) Are they actually real people or are they robots, I wonder? (laughs) No,
0: but I was like, that is just mad if that's real.
1: So the world's going to get overtaken by Chinese influencers next?
0: Well, they'll probably just stick to being in China. Will they? No, I just mean that, like, what the po- – you know, what I'm trying to say. Influences in the UK tend to just influence people in the UK because it's the same audience.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think
0: they're going to get, like, a proliferation of Chinese influencers all telling us to – I don't know, whatever products or whatever they have over there. Like, but I just thought if they're just
1: – Would I, you like to, talk to China?
0: Would I like to go to China?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if I was picking an Eastern Asian country, it would probably be at the bottom of my list.
1: I just, it must be fascinating though, don't you think?
0: I'd rather go to Japan, South Korea, Taiwan.
1: I always felt iffy because I'm not a big city. fan. <laughs> that <was the> person. <laughs> when you said it, I it was I'm iffy. <laughs> I didn't feel iffy. <laughs> It sounds like a person, like a man's name. I felt iffy. I felt him <laughs> touched him up. Oh god, um, I've lost track now. No, I always felt like I wouldn't want to go to Japan because I am not a big seafood lover.
0: Oh god, <laughs>
1: but then because you know I get an iffy stomach quite easily.
0: Yeah,
1: but then I can't remember who it was. Who was a who was on TV once and said, out of all the places they've visited.
0: Oh, uh, with the glasses.
1: Oh, who I love, what she called?
0: Sue Perkins.
1: Sue Perkins, that's it. The wonderful Sue Perkins. <laughs> she said out uh, of all the places she's visited, the food that she had in Japan was amazing. And after that, I was like saying to your dad, we're going to Japan. We are going to Japan. I think when your dad retires,
0: which, which is... Very soon.
1: <laughs> two weeks away. Are you
0: I going to think- for Christmas?
1: <laughs> did you <ban>? yeah. <laughs> um
0: oh, yeah. you'd come we back have a, plan. Like, all the gear you you'd have like you'd come back with like a geisha costume or something just to put on your instagram
1: definitely, <laughs> definitely. i'd be able to get a wing dye, then wouldn't i
0: yeah
1: i struggle with, a wing, but with no, a wing
0: but going back to that school influencer school um. I was like, I know I always say that people in this country should be teaching kids digital stuff, but I didn't necessarily mean that.
1: Yeah, you think that's gone a bit too far?
0: I didn't, like, that's a bit.
1: We've said that before though. I remember once you went to chat to some school kids, didn't you? And you said all that they were interested in was, was being on YouTube. How do they get on YouTube? Oh,
0: when I was on site with that client the other week, um, you know, the restaurant in town, mm-hmm. um, the per, like, I was on site with a camera and two lads, young-ish lads were in there. They came over to us and they were like, are you YouTubers? <laughs> I was like, absolutely not, no. But they just, yeah, they do just think everyone's like a YouTuber or a TikToker. or
1: They just want to know how to do that because they think it's easy money, don't they?
0: Yeah, but then when everyone starts doing it, it's not easy money.
1: Mine, talking about easy money, I had, a, I had, I sent a stern email to a, an agency today, through on my other side of not work, on blogging. I always feel like I have to explain this. Wanted me to work for free on a project.
0: Are oh, you tweaked? yeah.
1: And I just was like, probably we can discuss this at another time, but I'm like, hang on, as an agency, you're getting paid from the client for that job, so why would you expect me to work for free? Hmm. So it's strange in a week where I've had a really fabulous job come into my inbox that I've agreed to do for January, a really exciting, paid with real money job and then you go to the other extreme of somebody wanting you to jump through hoops for blog posts and social media for free i
0: bet that i bet you get that no matter what size you're following or what intent you like how engaged you're following in you
1: would, ne- you would never say to somebody that you want them to work for free no unless you were swapping unless you were swapping things yeah with our Fabulous Client and the No Cash Club, unless you had skills or, or things that you could swap each other and that was an agreement that you both, you know, wanted to go into, then that's fine. But coming at me and saying, oh, I'm getting paid, but I want you to do this for free, that's wrong, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's for another time.
0: It is. Right, well, let's move on. What's this thing in the desert? Have you seen it? No. So I put it, this monolith, which looks like – um A metal thing from from Stanley Kubrick's A Space Odyssey. Um, The one of the the first one rocked up in like the desert in.
1: Oh my god!
0: And then the next one rocked up in Utah. Now the found which you know California Utah quite close. Um, But then this one, then they found another one in Romania, and I thought, well, where that? What the hell is?
1: I haven't seen this text. Mm. So, when did let me just <laughs> two week In two weeks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it has since been removed. It what, it what disappeared, who bought who, who, huh?
0: Like it just disappeared.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it did, it hasn't. You mean they've taken
0: no, it disappeared. Oh. When-
1: there's a link there. Photographer explains what happened to mysterious object that disappeared. Have you followed that link?
0: No, I just... Well, I've been reading different bits about it for the last couple of weeks.
1: There. speculated that the structure, which was discovered in the desert late last month, was removed by aliens. <laughs> but a photographer has revealed he watched it being taken away by a group of men. Who are they? A group of men.
0: I'm waiting for it to just be some publicity stunt for something.
1: I mean, it's going to be a publicity stunt, isn't it? I mean, it's...
0: We'll have aliens this year. that
1: that'd be the next... I mean, wouldn't that just finish off 2020 if on New Year's Eve (laughs) we got like...
0: How do we know if they would be friendly?
1: Well, we don't. (laughs) Maybe they implanted the virus. have been trying to see it that way first.
0: Oh, God. But, yeah, I just thought it's fascinating. I'm waiting for it to be some PR stunt from something.
1: Well, it's got to be there. It hasn't been put there any other way, has it, Has it? the three of them? But well, that's fascinating. That's the sort of stuff I love. I can't believe that. I didn't know that. I'm going to read up on that after this.
0: It's like Bermuda Triangle I'm stuff. Gonna...
1: Oh, don't get me started about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> My most researched subject when I was a kid was the Bermuda tri- 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 Triangle. That and sharks. That's <laughs> it. The Bermuda Triangle and sharks were things that I used to. If I could get a book about either of those subjects when I was a kid, I used to... Sharks? Hey,
0: Sharks, did you say?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Didn't know that about you.
1: You know I wanted to be a marine biologist.
0: I didn't know if it was like sharks that, like, oh, you're sharks
1: typically got me started on it. I don't know why. I don't know why.
0: Right. Right, shall we move on to the last bit then? Go on then really pissed me off this, but i i feel like oh, i' i feel like I'm being a
1: you are a bit squirry you
0: no know, I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I'm happy for the high street oh. to go, yeah, yeah. but I'm not happy for the cinemas to go um so every Warner Brothers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: every major release that they release next year as well as going into the cinema will debut same day on their streaming platform, which is HBO Max. Now we don't have HBO Max in this country. So, but what I think is good yet, but what's happening at the time being is Wonder Woman comes out next, uh, two weeks time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's getting a cinema release in this country. And then a week later, it's going on to Sky Cinema. So you can also watch it at home. Now, the cinephile in me thinks of films that are gonna be coming out, these are like I'm talking blockbusters. There is a there is a there is a root you no, know, there is a room for like, you know, films to watch in your in your living room. Some of them are totally fine. You don't have to go and have the big experience. But things mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman, thing it's not um Warner Brothers, but I think of things like If they all follow suit, I think of films like Mission Impossible, James Bond, Top Gun 2, that's all coming out. Who the hell wants Mm -hmm. to see that for the first time?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: On the laptop screen? Like, uh, they've said it's only going to be for 2021, just because all of next year is probably going to be about, as the vaccine rolls out, it's going to be about getting consumer confidence back. And all those, you know, people actually willing to go to to the cinema again. Because what I find fascinating at the minute is, there's some people still. Bear in mind, we're in a lock. Well, we have been in a lockdown. There's some people flying out to Dubai to go f- to do influencer work, and then there's some people who are saying on Twitter that they've hardly left the house since March. It's like there's so many different approaches to how people are dealing with it. So there obviously are a lot of people that haven't felt safe. I've been, I went to the cinema. We went to the cinema as a family in the summer. Um, there obviously yeah, are. One
1: of the safest experiences.
0: Like that. But there's obviously, that don't, there. there's obviously people that don't feel safe and I'm wait. but I just think it is the biggest F you to the cinema, like the exhibition, the ex- exhibitors that put these films on because normally they've had the studios and the cinemas have always had like a bit of a bargain where they won't go on to the DVD for like two or three months. So they get as much people in the cinema as possible. Um, I just think it's really sad. I just think it is potentially the death of cinema. But then when I simmered on it a little bit more, I said, well, people still go out for food when we've all got food in our fridges so is it is it that and then I'm thinking you know do most people probably aren't like me who goes to the cinema all the time I reckon most people only go to the cinema two or three times a year um
1: when but, they want to be a really big blockbuster yeah, big maybe that
0: will that will just continue um but I just think the industry is in uncharted waters um because yeah these these films need to make a lot of the money to <laughs> Well, you know it's
1: weird. it should say that I can remember when when you and your brother were small <clears throat> and um the 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 cinema industry was going through a tough time. Hardly anybody was going to cinema anymore and then they started bringing out um the family tickets, where I think at one point it was about ten pounds mm. for the girls to go and see a movie and then there was the they did the hook up with the um with the mobile phones, didn't they where? What's it called on a Tuesday and a Wednesday?
0: Orange Wednesdays back in the day. Wednesdays
1: back in the days, and then there was the Mia Cats, wasn't they?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so it, it seemed as if everybody then wanted to go back from the cinema. So I do hope, I do hope it can come back. But again, again, I would like to say, and I know that you are a big cinema buff. You absolutely love it. One of the reasons, one of the reasons you got your black card was just because you got sick of saying to friends, do you want to see this? Do you want to see that? When you just like everything. So you, you won't have a problem going and sitting for a couple of hours to take in a movie. Do you? No. Um, And I just think it's sad for you again, but again, is it evolution?
0: Well, I don't know because I'm saying, right. Well, people always want to leave the house and people want to leave the house for an experience. And I think, Going to see a blockbuster is one of those experiences. Like especially when mm. cinema, like the one that I go to in Leeds, you can go to the IMAX screen and like when I've been to midnight showings and things, it is an experience. It is worth leaving the house for. To me, this is completely separate to the high street issue because. I
1: yeah, your brother, your brothers came and stayed with you in Leeds, hasn't he, to see Star Wars movies on the IMAX and stuff?
0: Yeah, midnight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I will not. Not under any circumstances see Top Gun on my laptop or my TV.
0: Well, exactly. And I just hope enough people, but I think it'll be
1: long for that to come. That second movie, like,
0: quite. uh, I think it'll probably succeed quite well. The best scenario is that the cinemas still do well because the people who want to go to the cinema are still going to go, and then people they're still going to get some money they're going to get even more money by people subscribing to their whatever streaming platform they are. So then they get even more incoming. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have to see, but I just was like, I wanted to like scream at like yesterday. I was like, this year just keeps delivering, but
1: mm.
0: I just, I just don't think you can beat seeing when though it's the collective experience of it as well. For me, when, when I've done, like, the big blockbusters at midnight and you know that everyone's there because they, they love these stories or characters or whatever. And when you mm. go down, you're, like, you're all going through this kind of, like, collective experience. and yeah,
1: the emotions of it.
0: You, can't, you you just can't recreate that, even with the biggest telly and surround sound system going. Um, you, can't.
1: you can't. You're right,
0: So yeah, we'll have to see. I think Disney have got apparently they've got their Investors Day, which I always think is dead exciting. Like I love the idea of being it, like having a business that big where you have like these big corporate investment days. Um, Oh yeah,
1: or Evolution Day does that
0: kind kind of the well a mini version, but they have like people calling in and then it reminds me of Succession as well because obviously they'll have like they'll have the movie part of it, they'll have the the parks. The theme park side of it, like they do in Succession, um, so I'm wondering if they'll follow suit with their slate next year.
1: That, that started filming again. Succession, do you know?
0: Yeah, it's filming. Yeah. Wow. Probably. Probably it won't be because TV shows are, take a long time to film because they're mm. are, they? just on
1: it. Just on it to end it. Yeah. Night's the night. I, I, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. yeah? I think it's the best it's been in years, I've, and your dad has watched every single one, which your dad not
0: happening to him. It's what weird. It? It's yeah, weird. It's weird. My
1: dad has absolutely loved it and chuckled away at Anton Deck every evening. I just, I, I, don't know
0: dad, know it's mean. Oh, I mean, your dad have just been watching Below Deck.
1: I'm like, what is happening <laughs> Below deck.
0: Into, to my dad? Like... Be
1: a sailor when he retires. Yeah. Imagine if he said, "Oh, I'm 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 going I'm going off to um where is it they usually go? Well,
0: this one's the Caribbean at the minute, isn't
1: it? Yeah, the place they normally go from. They do the, they do around the Med, but they also go to um oh, can't remember
0: like Southeast Asia.
1: No, no, it's still in the Mediterranean, but it's
0: oh, it's like Croatia, way, isn't it? Yeah,
1: if he says, "Oh, I'm off, I'm going off with his backpack, he's going to Croatia with his little boating bag, um, <laughs> boating. but yeah." I've actually, I actually think that it's been. Did you watch last night?
0: I, Mum, it's one of those programs that you don't need to give undivided attention, though. Yeah,
1: we, we record it, obviously, because I can't stand, you know, love it, loving all the other types of TV that we have now. I cannot actually stand the adverts. <laughs> so we record it and whiz through it. But yeah, absolutely thought it's been the best it's been in years. So um, who do you think is going to win?
0: I think. So, I'm a celebrity, normally follows the pattern where a kind of unknown person that everybody starts to love um oh. so I think is it Giovanna?
1: yeah, that's my that's exactly mine. I think it's going to be her
0: I think she, well we'll we'll discuss that. shall we in the next episode see if we were right Oh, we'll put it on our socials.
1: We will do we will
0: okay, right, well, that's it then thanks for that's that
1: it, then. that's it then that's it. then lots and losses.
0: Right, um, thank you. Um, you always butt in when I do the try to do the outro. All butt in, right? Thank you for listening to this episode of It's thank in the you. Podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan Williams underscore. Apparently, yeah, got
1: that one.
0: Changed that. I've changed it. Yeah, is that's the right one. And you are
1: Best before end.
0: We've also got social Twitter and Instagram for this podcast now on. T- Instagram
1: it's He's so famous
0: it's at in the jeans pod oh, at yeah. it's at in the jeans pod there's just the it's separate you can follow our business at the digital gene, and please like share and write a review for this podcast using the hashtag it's in the jeans pod
1: thank you a lovely way to finish off a Friday at the end of the week
0: well, one more episode on. we're going to record yeah. on the when are we recording the 18th when we break up Hmm. And that's us done for the year.
1: Oh, I'm chatting with you these, on these, son. Even if nobody listened to it, it I, I just love having a bit of moment oh,
0: I can't, I can't
1: be. Oh, oh, I can't be doing with this,
0: right? <laughs>
1: Bye, uh, son. I, uh, Bye. I'm saying love you for you, love you. i do that. Zoom. Like we're on a Zoom. <laughs> Except I don't say love you when we're on with clients. Clearly, just getting
0: oh, oh God. <laughs> fun issues, uh right. Bye everyone.
1: Bye. Everyone, see you next time.